Hello, and welcome to Community What a Concept, featuring community conversations with your hosts, Jen Bonig and Ruby Bean. We'll share more about Community Concepts, a community action agency serving Maine residents, primarily in Androscoggin, Oxford, and Franklin counties, as well as highlight community resources, news, and events through conversations with local leaders and residents. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Community. What a concept. I'm your host, Jen Bonig, and joining me as always is Ruby Bean. Hi, guys. And today we have Melissa Wakefield and Cassandra Wallace joining us. And Melissa, what do you do at Community Concepts? Hi. um, Well, I've been with Community Concepts for about 17 years, and one of the things that I do is I help oversee and coordinate the Prevention Council for Androscoggin and Oxford counties. And Cassandra, what do you do here at Community Concepts? Hi there. Uh, I am the community coordinator with the Prevention Council, and we provide parent ed trainings for community members throughout Androscoggin County, as well as provider trainings for community members and professionals. So now do we service both Androscoggin and Oxford counties, ladies? Uh, so we do. We provide services in both Androscoggin and Oxford County. We have you ladies joining us because April is Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month. So normally in April, we see the blue pinwheels out, right? That is correct. And you'll be seeing a lot more throughout Androscoggin County this year. Can you explain a little more about the Blue Pinwheel campaign and how did that start? So the pinwheel is a national symbol for child abuse and neglect prevention. And all of the prevention councils throughout the state will be planting Pinwheel Gardens. So you'll be seeing pinwheel gardens throughout the state. Each council will be distributing or planting them themselves. In Androscoggin County, last year, we only were able to get one garden out um, due to the start of the pandemic. And this year, I'm really excited to say we have about 26 various agencies or partners hosting gardens um, and their schools. There's medical providers and from the town we have child care centers so we'll have at least at least 26 gardens throughout Androscoggin County that will be planted by the 1st of April and then they will be out and displayed for the month of April. That's great what a huge increase. Pinwheels are the symbol of a happy and an uplifting childhood And that's really the message that we want to send with all of the pinwheel gardens that are around Androscoggin and Oxford counties is that when you see the pinwheels, we want kids to smile. We want families to smile. We want you to have memories of, you know, positive childhood activities that you've done um, and, and to help create some more for families and for children. Well, they always make me very happy when I see them. Usually... I would see them when I would travel out to our South Paris office at Oxford Hills High School. They usually have a lot right there at the corner. You will see them on the fence again. Yes. (laughs) Excellent. I always look forward to that. 
So can you ladies explain a little bit more about the Prevention Council and do you have any other special activities planned during the month of April? Anything else that we should highlight? Community Concepts has been the Prevention Council since Prevention Council started in the state of Maine. And, And nobody really knows exactly which date that was, but what I can tell you is it's been over 20 years. And what our charge is as a prevention council really is to bring attention to the child abuse and neglect that occurs in the state, but more importantly, to rally the community in helping support families and children to have positive childhoods. Um, parenting is very, very difficult. It, it doesn't matter who you are, um, and everybody can use a little support. So throughout the year, as Cassandra was saying earlier, we offer workshops. We also offer trainings to providers. So April is Prevent Child Abuse Awareness Month. And so for the month of April, what we do as a council is we coordinate and help get these pinwheel gardens out to help bring smiles and raise awareness um, in the counties. We also have things such as Wear Blue Day. So we invite everyone to wear blue to show solidarity to our children and our families and helping provide happy childhoods. Uh, We do other things such as have conversations with community members, bringing awareness to the rates of abuse and neglect in our counties, uh, as well as helping them identify ways that they can participate in prevention efforts. Parenting is is hard. (laughs) It's definitely hard. It does take a village. It takes a team. And I, I I don't know about you ladies, but I always sometimes question, am I doing the right thing? Is, is this the best thing to do for my child? They unfortunately don't give you a handbook when you leave the hospital with your baby (laughs) and you're on your own. You have to try to figure it out as you go. And hopefully you have some good role models around you, whether it was your parents or grandparents or other extended family members, because it can be very overwhelming. And especially during this last year when we were all stuck at home together Mm -hmm. endlessly. Even if you have those natural supports in your life, um, it still can be so incredibly difficult. I think about, you know, the way that my mother raised me and the environment um, that she raised me in is completely different than the environment that children are being raised in today. If you just think about um, car seats, right? So the suggestion and the recommendations about children in car seats has changed so much over the last 30 years that it's kind of hard to know, like, what is, what are they suggesting right now? Or what are the safest ways to put my baby in the car now? Um, So regardless of having a really great support system in your family, it's also really great to know that, oh, we have these people, these community members, these organizations and these programs that this is kind of their job is to stay up to date on all of these things. These are people who can provide us support. If we're wondering about something, um, there is a place to go that we can talk about it. Um, It doesn't mean that I'm a bad parent It doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm doing. It just means that I'm in it to get as many tools in my toolbox as I possibly can have. Melissa, can you talk a little bit about um, gaining those tools in the toolbox? Is this um, 
what you're speaking about, you know, is there a number to call and you can ask questions or are there parenting classes? Um, How exactly would a parent go about getting support and what would that look like? You know, at Community Concepts, we have a wealth of programs that help support families and children. So, yes, we have an email address that people can email and a telephone number for our organization. The email address is parentworkshops at community-concepts.org. And a good telephone number to call, you can call our agency's 1-800 number. That's one 800 866 5588. And you can just simply ask the receptionist to get connected to somebody uh, in our prevention council for parent workshops or provider workshops. Great. So April being Prevention Awareness Month, Melissa, how prevalent is child abuse in our area or even in the state? Jen, that is a great question, and and thank you for asking that. We all like to think that child abuse and neglect isn't happening in our neighborhood, but unfortunately, that's just not the case. Um, We have thousands and thousands of children across the state each year who are victims of abuse and neglect. And then we have many more thousands who are living in conditions that are concerning. For Androscoggin County, you know, over 11% of our children living in Androscoggin County had reports made based on concerns of of treatment. Um, For Oxford County, we had about 12.6% of our children were called in and, and people were concerned about the treatment that those children were receiving. We have several families in each one of these communities that can use a little support some children who who need our neighbors' help. And every year, we we hope to see that number go down. Um, and unfortunately, with the pandemic, that just was not the case. Androscoggin County continues to have the fourth highest number of children in the state who are victims of abuse and neglect each year. Um, it was the same as last year. Um, Oxford County has one of the highest rates of abuse and neglect per 1,000 children. So we're above the state rate. The state rate is about 18 children per 1,000. That is an alarming rate. And it's something that we need to rally as a community to try and address. Those rates are alarming. Now, who typically is reporting the concerning behavior? Is it schools? Is it neighbors? Can anyone, if they saw something they they thought was not right, report something? How does that piece work? So anybody who has a concern over what they're seeing, if they have a concern about a family's current situation, or if they have a concern about something they've noticed about a child, are able to make a report to the Child Protective Hotline. There are mandated reporters and are, you know, depending upon their role within the community um, and, and by law, they're mandated to, to make a report if they suspect that there's child abuse or neglect. It is not anybody's role to determine whether or not there's abuse or neglect occurring. That's the job of our child protective investigators. Um, it, for us as community members or as people who are providing a service to families, What our role really is, is to report that we have concerns and we let the investigators do their job to determine whether or not that is actually the case. 
Um, a lot of people see this report as a negative thing, but I really, I really want to stress that calling Child Protective Services because you have a concern is it really should be making a referral for the family to receive additional supports. It's not always ending up in a positive maltreatment case. Sometimes the family just needs a little additional support. Um, maybe they get connected to resources and things are okay. What we do know in the state of Maine is that, you know, children love their parents and they thrive best when they're in their natural environment. It is never the state's objective to remove children from homes. It really is to support families in staying together. The child report uh, hotline for the state of Maine. Um, I want to give you that number. So if you're experiencing a situation where maybe you want some help and you want to call yourself, or if you know someone who may be having difficulties, there's a number that you can call and you can speak to the intake workers. They'll ask you some questions and you provide as much information as you know, um, and, and they'll determine whether or not it's something that Child Protective needs to get involved in. So that telephone number is 1-800-452-1999. So Jen, there is one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, so we're talking about how to make a report and um, what that means for families. Uh, I also want to share that sometimes, you know, situations aren't to that level that we feel like we need to call the authorities to investigate things, but we're written up really ever sure what to do. Uh, so this year in the state of Maine, uh, we're rolling out the Front Porch Project. And the Front Porch Project is is a workshop that Cassandra can tell us a little bit more about. But that's designed to help us kind of know what level of involvement uh, should we kind of do as a person, right, as a community member? At what level do we get involved? Um, so, Cassandra, do you want to share a little bit about the Front Porch Project? Sure. This is a project that it is a pilot program um, happening in Maine. It's based out of Pennsylvania, and it's a community-based initiative and founded on the belief that everyone, all we all have a role to play in a child's life. And as a community, working together is going to be in the best interest of, of everyone. So this project program focuses on normalizing the conversation around child abuse and neglect. Uh, oftentimes, we're nervous to talk about it or we're scared to bring it up. That if we all have a, the same level and common ground understanding of how we can be a part of a child's life and be a part of that conversation, the more protected our, our kids are throughout the state. So this is a training for not necessarily for mandated reporters. It's really for community members that might have a role within the community and working with families such as Rotary Club or youth little league uh, coaches. So people that work with kids or work with families that may or may not feel like they have a role in reporting. Um, and this is not a training to encourage or make people feel like they have to be reporting, but just to have an extra support and lens on the day-to-days of our kids and, and families. 
we are happy to schedule the training with any particular group of, of the community, or we will have some open groups that anyone can just register for. And I'm always happy to talk through the details. I actually got a bunch of emails today, which I'm really excited about people reaching out, just wanting more information, wanting to connect and realizing that they really can play a, a part in protecting the kids within their community. It's a different world these days, even pre-COVID, that families are just a little more disconnected. Um, we have a different role than before, kids going out in their communities and everyone looks after one another's children in the neighborhood. And there's a bell rung and they go running home right for dinner. And there's not necessarily that feel in many neighborhoods any longer. So this really is a way to bring communities together to help support one another and be normalizing that conversation around child abuse and neglect. Cassandra, I was going to share, um, having gone through that training in the past, one of my most favorite parts about that training was being able to brainstorm scenarios and what getting involved really means, right? So mm-hmm. it, it can be maybe you're at the grocery store and you see your neighbor and maybe they're struggling and they've got a toddler who's melting down in the grocery store. And um, you could tell that maybe the mom or dad is overwhelmed. Um, you know, what can you do? Like what what is your role and what is your place? at that very moment. And it, the training really does walk through kind of, well, what options do you have? Um, and sometimes it could be do nothing. And other times it could be, you know, maybe getting involved and in, in offering a helping hand. So that was one of my most favorite parts of that training was really being able to go through real life scenarios and to decide at what level I could be helpful. Absolutely. I think one of the helpful pieces, and I've heard that before, is for everyone to understand that their own level of participation and involvement may look very differently, but that's okay that not everyone has to have the same action steps. And that is still just as equally important, no matter what, where you come in in your involvement, but that you do have a place to play in in the support. And I would think that people do worry about getting involved. Mm -hmm. Am I being too judgmental? Am I looking at this the wrong way? Should I take a step back and observe a little more? If I don't like what I see, do I say something? Do I speak up? Do you avoid the confrontation so and you don't say anything? I think so this tr- this training would help help you kind of walk through that stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So have we have we started any of these trainings yet Cassandra or is this something that's going to be scheduled here in the next month or so? Yeah, so I have a training coming up April 6th as well as April 16th and I have a couple more being scheduled after that. So they'll be continuing to be scheduled as as people express interest and in, in ready to sign up 
They were also offering this training in Oxford County as well. Um, and there are several trainings in the process of being scheduled and confirmed for different organizations. We're all online right now, unless an organization or a group isn't able to participate online, then we can discuss other options. But so there are capacities to schedule in different ways. And now any community organization or group could reach out to schedule something? Absolutely. Yep. And I'm happy to be that contact person. Um, if someone has questions or wanting to schedule the Front Porch Project training, they can call me directly at 207-713-9759. And now you said to Cassandra, you were going to also be holding some open classes. So say I wanted to get involved. Maybe I do help coach my son's little league team. So I think this could be beneficial for me personally. I could sign up for a class as well. Absolutely. And that's really what we want to be seeing is uh, a variety of hats that we, we have and roles within the community so that it can be a really, it's a very interactive training and so that we have various perspectives and supports. And that's when it becomes a really fruitful and training is when we can have those conversations with different lenses. So we would love to have participants from all fields of the community working with children and, and families. If you have a community group, say you live in a neighborhood and you have um, a neighborhood, I don't know, um, barbecue or a neighborhood group that meets together every once in a while and you've been wondering how you guys can participate in your community to make your community healthier, this is also an option for those people. There's one thing that I I wanted to share and I, I really want to call the community to action Looking at the child abuse and neglect rates for our state and specifically for Androscoggin and Oxford County, it really is abundantly clear to me that we need to act as a community to protect our children and to support parents who are struggling. As providers, we can only do so much to get ahead of the issue. What we really need is the community to join these efforts. Um, The only thing that we're asking is attend this workshop, see if you learn another tool to have in your toolbox to help your community, to help your neighbor. It's the only way we're going to make progress in reducing child abuse and neglect in our area is by doing this together. So Melissa and Cassandra, how, how is this program possible? Um, The Front Porch Project of Maine is funded by the Maine Children's Trust on behalf of Marissa Kennedy, uh, a child that was tragically lost to child abuse. And this is a pilot program, um, and so we're happy to be able to provide this opportunity across the state to our community members. Is there any charge to take this training? No, this is a free training. So anyone can sign up. It's it's free thanks to the support from the Maine Children's Trust. That is right. So people people still have time if they wanted to host a pinwheel garden, say they have an excellent location in a highly visible area, they could reach out and still get involved and do a pinwheel garden? They sure can. We have plenty of pinwheels and we're happy to 
um, have additional people host gardens, so they can give me a call. That number again is 713-9759. They could also email and we'd be happy to arrange getting pinwheels and, and flyers out to them. We could do that for both Androscoggin and Oxford counties. Is that correct? Yes, we can do gardens for both counties. Yes. And at any point, if there's any questions around parenting or support or questions in general for the community of how to get involved, we'd love to hear from you and, and know that we're just a phone call or email away. And we thank you all for all the work that community members are doing to be a support to one another already. And now we offer trainings, workshops, programs every month, all year long, correct? That is correct. You can see our current schedule on our website, ccimaine.org, under the Children and Families tab. The next time we'll explore more about the Prevention Council different workshops, programs, trainings that we offer to support families and the community. Thanks for listening to Community What a Concept. You can find us on iTunes, Google, and Spotify, and you can contact us anytime at ccimainpodcast at gmail.com. Learn more about community concepts by visiting us online at ccimain.org. Special thanks to our hosts, Jen Bonig and Ruby Bean. Editing and production work done by Jen Bonig. Creative consultant and architect, Benjamin Santos. Thanks for listening.